Welcome to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace Center for Spiritual Development and Grace School of Theology. Many of our podcasts are accompanied by downloadable study guides and additional resources. You can access those either through our website at gsot.edu forward slash center or through the Grace app for your smartphone. And now, Saving Grace. Hello and welcome. I'm Carmen Pate, your host for this podcast. In coming to faith in Jesus, what is God's part and what is our part? Does God make us believe? Do we have a choice? The answers to these questions shape our view of God, of Scripture, salvation, evangelism, assurance, and our nature as responders to God. That is why it is critical to understand answers that best align with Scripture. We're so pleased to have with us Bob Carey. He's author of the book, How Does God Draw People to Believe in Jesus? A Biblical Analysis of Alternative Answers and Why It Matters. Bob is the senior pastor at Moon Valley Bible Church in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome to Saving Grace, Bob. Uh, Thank you so much, Carmen. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor to be invited. So in considering the faith before regeneration view, divine illumination is given as one of the ways man is drawn to Christ. So draw, discuss how John 6.44 models that idea. In John 6.44, Jesus says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. I did a word study on the original Greek word translated uh, draws and, and concluded that in John 6.44, it describes God, God drawing all people, not just the elect, in a non-physical, attractional, non-coercive, didactic way based on his great love and Mm. that this divine overture can be received or rejected. God draws people to believe in various ways that, that fall under the umbrella of divine illumination or divine enablement or divine persuasion. And while this divine illumination is essential, no one will believe without it, it can be resisted. Yes. All have some capacity and responsibility to respond to God's illumination. And as they do, God draws by giving more light, leading ultimately to faith in Jesus. And Mm. in response to God's illumination, people have the genuine choice between two alternatives, to believe or disbelieve. Mm. And, and we, we do choose because we are able to respond and given that opportunity to choose. Well, if you put this passage in context, uh, there seems to be really a beautiful picture of the Father's drawing. Uh, help us to sort of understand that, that drawing of, of, of the, the Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah. Um, I contend that uh, the entire bread of life discourse in uh, John 6, verse 22 through 59, is characteristic of the way God tra- draws people to believe in Jesus. It's not just a biblical text that happens to mention the Father drawing in passing in one verse. Right, right. It's a story mm. about the Father drawing. And in the text, we see God drawing through 
the, the person of Jesus offered as the bread of life. We, mm-hmm. we, saw, we see God drawing through his word in scripture from which we hear and learn. We see God drawing through authenticating signs. We yes. see him drawing through progressive illumina- uh, illumination where openness to revealed truth brings more truth. We see him drawing through the, the clear and compelling presentation of the gospel from one person to another. Mm-hmm. We see him drawing through the prophetic glimpse of the Son lifted up on the cross, defining the extent of his sacrificial love for us. And uh, I think this is not e- exhaustive, but simply representative of the many ways that God draws. Oh, yes. So yes. when Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, mm-hmm. he's referring not to some mysterious doctrine of election that would likely elude his hearers. Instead, I think he's simply saying something like, um, we're in Houston, so it's like, y'all won't, <laughs> y'all won't believe unless the Father draws you, and the Father is lovingly drawing you right now and so I encourage you to believe mm. while you have this opportunity. Yes, yes. And every person in the Trinity, each person in the Trinity has a role in that drawing, right? Yes. Um, I find um, uh, each person does uh, I find at least four aspects to the Father's role in salvation and the Bread of Life discourse. First, uh, the Father sent Jesus from heaven to earth to do his will. Mm-hmm. It was the Father's plan all along for his Son to come to earth as a man. Jesus confirms this in John six thirty eight, saying, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And that leads to the second aspect of the Father's role in salvation. It is the Father's desire for us to have eternal life yes. uh, through Jesus. The Father wants us to have eternal life. And, uh, and he sent his son, Jesus, to provide it. Jesus affirms this in uh, John six forty, saying, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. That leads to the third aspect of the Father's role in our salvation. The Father draws us to, to Jesus according to his will. The Father attracts us, mm-hmm. influences us, persuades us, compels us, enlightens us to come to Jesus for salvation, according to John 6.44 that we talked about. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And the, the fourth aspect of the Father's role is that he gives believers to Jesus. Uh, uh, Jesus says in John 6.37, all that the Father gives Thanks me yes. will come to me. And I argue that the Father gives to Jesus all who believe Mm -hmm. in Jesus. And those who believe in Jesus are thus given uh, uh, given by the Father to the Son, and they will one day ascend to Jesus in the future. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Mm -hmm. John 37a is talking about. Yes, yes. Now the role of Jesus, that's the Father. Right. The role of Jesus in drawing us to believe um, is in response to the Father's will. Jesus came to offer himself as right. the bread of life. Jesus simply offers himself as the source of eternal life, the, the life the Father wants us to have. In John six fifty one, Jesus explains it this way, saying, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. 
If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And then the role of the Holy Spirit in drawing us to faith involves, I think, the, the ministry of reproof that prepares us to believe mm-hmm. in Jesus. Jesus explains this, yes. not in John 6 specifically, but in John 16, 8, it he, uh, says, And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit brings conviction to the world by revealing sin and pointing the way to righteousness and warning of judgment. I think the Holy Spirit is an internal witness to our need of a Savior. And Absolutely. so, in a nutshell, that's how I think no. the, the Father, Son, and Spirit work together to draw us to faith. I think that's always important to to draw, uh, you know, the Trinity always works together in our lives, and, and we often will get just uh, so focused on one person of the Trinity uh, that we don't realize how beautiful that unity is and how uh, how they do work together in so many aspects and, mm-hmm. and starting with our salvation. And I appreciate yeah. you walking us through that and the idea of the Holy Spirit helping us to know we need a Savior. I mean, that's a beginning point, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Well, in light of... Uh, the role of each person of the Trinity, what about the role of humanity? Because we're saying we have a role to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, two senses, one general, one specific. In the, in the most general sense, I believe our role is to be open to what God reveals to us so that God can reveal more. Mm-hmm. Um, this relates to something called progressive illumination as a way God draws. Charlie Bing uh, says, um, a receptive attitude toward God's word always is rewarded with more truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave Anderson says it another way. He says, light received brings more light. Light rejected brings the night. Wow. And uh, I think progressive illumination is evident in John 6, Bread of Life Discourse, discourse where Jesus presents himself as the bread of life. As recorded in in, uh, uh, verse 34, the crowd responds saying, Sir, uh, give us this bread always. And uh, uh, we learn a little later that here they do not yet believe in Jesus, but their respectful request suggests at least some openness, at least some receptivity to the drawing that had occurred to this point Mm -hmm. in the story. Mm -hmm. And so in response to their receptivity, Jesus brings more light, beginning in John 6, 35. Through careful repetition and imagery, Jesus then provides a beautiful explanation of eternal salvation. That's the general part. In a more specific sense, the most important role of humanity is to believe in Jesus for eternal life. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. Ultimately, God's drawing invites a faith response, and that faith is focused on the person and work of Christ. Yes. And the the simplicity of that is what causes a stumbling block for so many. It's like, surely there has to be more that I must do. Yeah. That simple faith in Christ alone. uh, I'm so thankful for that. Me too. Because we can never meet those other expectations, could we? (laughs) Uh, 
And, and there are other ways that God draws man to himself. Uh, I, I know creation, obviously, we, we know we, there's no excuse because we see the beautiful sunsets and sunrises. Right. And, but what are some other ways? Yeah, I, I, I would, uh, uh, creation certainly uh, invites a Godward response. Mm -hmm. um, it's an incomplete communicator. Um, yes. Uh, the gospel is not explained by creation, right, right. Uh, but the existence of the creator is clear, and that's intended to draw people, sort of priming the progressive illumination process that can ultimately lead to eternal salvation yes. if we respond in faith. There's also uh, considerable scriptural evidence to suggest that God also uses the godly behavior of believers to, to draw mm -hmm. unbelievers to himself. That's a sobering responsibility. Yes, it is. Uh, in the, the high priestly prayer, for example, Jesus prays for the unity of all believers. In John 17, verses 20 and 21, Jesus prays to the Father saying, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one just as you father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us and then notice the particular purpose of the unity for which Jesus prays in the last part of verse 21 he says so that the world may believe that you have sent me wow. so God intends to draw people to faith through the unity of believers wow yeah, that's very sobering. I, I saw a little Facebook post the other day, and it said, uh, be the reason people love Jesus, not the reason people hate Christians. Mm -hmm. And and to me, it's, it's kind of what you're talking about, because the world is watching. If they don't go to church, they don't read the Bible, but they we say we follow Christ. We're, we're Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, our behavior and our words uh, are the testimony. And so it's, uh, we uh, have a huge responsibility we to do. represent him well, we don't do. we? Yes. Uh, there are many that say, well, God only draws the elect. Uh, what, is, what is your argument that God draws all men? Well, um, in John 12, 32, uh, Jesus refers to his own crucifixion when he says, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And Jesus says he will draw all people. All people. Yeah. Some scholars contend that the all is plainly and naturally taken to mean all without exception. Jesus draws all people, inviting all to believe in him, but not all will believe. Of course, this idea is uh, incompatible with the notion of total inability mm -hmm. that we talked about before that is characteristic of Reformed theology. Right. Because the, the unregenerate, in that view, they're spiritual cor corpses that cannot be drawn. Mm -hmm. As such, the all in John twelve thirty two is often interpreted as uh, uh, not all without exception, but all without distinction. Mm -hmm. The idea is that Jesus draws all kinds of people. Oh, okay. okay. Not just Jews. And that interpretation but that's is... that's not what he said. Yeah, that interpretation <laughs> is... That's possible. <laughs> Nevertheless, whether the correct interpretation is all without exception or all without distinction, there's 
no basis to conclude from John 12.32 that the drawing is always efficacious, that it's always going to work, or that the all people is restricted to mean all the elect. Uh, the most natural and plausible reading of John 12.32 is that the person and work of Jesus on the cross uh, draws every person, yes. or perhaps every kind of person, out of love, and the drawing can be received or rejected. And this is consistent, I think, yes. with the plain and repeated teaching of Scripture elsewhere. For example, in, in John 6, throughout the Bread of Life discourse, Jesus repeatedly uses terms like whoever, and all, and nothing, and everyone, and no one, and anyone. To go through John 6 and just underline all those yes, yeah. inclusive or exclusive terms, it's a point of emphasis. According wow. to Jesus, there's only one way to eternal salvation, mm -hmm. but that one way is wide open yes, to all. Yes. It's like, what part of all do you not understand, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, since this podcast is part of uh, Grace School of Theology, uh, would you briefly recap the free grace view of faith before regeneration? Uh, I know um, you have written about that in, in your book, uh, uh, what, what the view would uh, be from, from Grace School of Theology perspective. I think the key question um, is, uh, how does God draw people to believe in Jesus? Uh, that's sort of the bottom line. If I were to sum up my response mm -hmm. in a single sentence, uh, uh, a simple statement that I think is perfectly consistent with the free grace view, here's what I'd say. God does not manufacture faith. He lovingly invites it. That's the big idea. Yes. Um, and yes. to expand on that idea just a little bit, I might say, God does not manufacture faith. He lovingly invites it through an essential constellation of lights he composes to draw us to believe in Jesus. And he embraces our faith with the giving of eternal life that can never be lost. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. Thank you. In our conclusion... You share a beautiful analogy of this view in a story about getting children up a set of stairs. Uh, would you close by sharing that story? Sure. Like most good things I say, I steal them from other people. So it's <laughs> well, a great story. That's awesome. I, I got this story from uh, Leighton Flowers. Uh, when his children were young, they did a family activity in which dad stood at the top of a flight of stairs and all his kids stood at the bottom, and then Dad announced the rules of the activity, saying, okay, you must get from the bottom of the stairs to the top of the stairs without touching any of the railing, the wall, or even the stairs. Ready, <laughs> go. And, of course, the kids were bewildered and yes. complained, this is impossible. <laughs> and uh, Dad told them to stop whining and figure it out. Well, finally, after a, what seemed like a long period of failed attempts and frustrations, one of the kids yelled out, Dad, why, do, why don't you just help us? And uh, Dad raised his eyebrow and, and smiled and, and open, opened his arms, signaling his offer and availability to help. And then, one by one, 
Dad carried each child to the top after each one simply asked him for help. Uh. And uh, the whole process, the, uh, the whole purpose of the activity was to enable the kids to discover their need for help and to trust Dad to provide it. Yes. And um, It's a beautiful analogy. It is, yeah. The story reflects the, the reality of our situation before God. Yes. It's impossible for us to get to heaven by our own efforts. We must trust Christ to carry us. And, and the story presupposes that we have some capacity and some responsibility to trust Him for the salvation that he offers. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. This has just been a fascinating topic, and uh, I know that our listeners are wanting to learn more. Our guest today has been Pastor Bob Carey, author of How Does God Draw People to Believe in Jesus? We only scratch the surface of this excellent book. Now, if you're a pastor, theologian, or a student of the Word, you're going to enjoy digging into the book to study the controversy of which comes first, faith or regeneration. Well, we've kept our discussion today on a level that all could understand, but if you want to go deeper, you will not be disappointed in Bob's thorough investigation. We encourage you to download the Grace app to give you complete access to Saving Grace podcast, Grace Cafe, event calendar, Bible study guides, and much more. You can get that link and also learn more about Grace School of Theology and Grace Center for Spiritual Development at gsot.edu. That's gsot.edu. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and can never be lost.